Lionel's Wedding, copyright Serenia Murthy, 2018. Hey, guess what? Dad hung up the phone as I entered through the front door. What? I flung my backpack in its usual corner and began scavenging the fridge. Lionel's getting married. He sounded like he was imparting some major news. Yeah, I know, I said, biting into an apple. I'm the best man. Dad looked at me like he couldn't believe it. I suppose I am pretty young to be anyone's best man. Lionel's seven years older than me, and it's not like we're brothers. We only see each other once in a while. Don't you have to be a man first? Stevie mocked. She was feeling lazy. It wasn't her best work. Ha ha, I said. Poor Lionel, Allison added. Isn't it so sad how he has no friends? You have to wonder how he got engaged in the first place, I agreed, and she made a face at me. Jason, being best man is a big responsibility, Dad began. Five seconds, new record. Stevie held up an open palm without looking up from her book. Very funny, Dad scoffed. Look, Jason, I'm serious. This is important. You're going to be playing a key role in a McCord wedding. Except it's not a McCord wedding, I pointed out. He looked puzzled. It's a Wilson Phipps wedding, I explained. The penny dropped. Well, you know what I mean, Dad grumbled, impatient with the semantics. Yeah, but that's what people are going to call it. I was having some fun being the pedantic one for a change. I mean, when Stevie here ties the knot, I indicated her with a wave of my hand. You're going to call it a McCord-Smith wedding, right? You're not going to call it an Adams wedding, or even an Adams-McCord-Smith-Jones wedding. It's too many words, Dad grumbled, uncomfortably conscious that Mom's eye was upon him. See, Mom, that he's okay with. I flung up my hands in a can-you-believe-it gesture. Well, we do pay for these things by the letter, she laughed. Or wait, could I be thinking of telegrams? She placed a finger thoughtfully on her chin. Anyway, Dad called the meeting to order. This is a big deal. You have to be responsible. No funny business. When Uncle Shane was my best man, he went on to explain how Uncle Shane screwed everything up and he had to fix it, on top of being the groom and not giving in to the natural inclination of absconding. Maybe he didn't say that last part out loud. I heard him patiently through to the end. Dad, you're so archaic, I said when he was finally done. We do things differently these days. I know what Lionel wants done because he tells me. And he knows what he wants done because Katie tells him. But hey, I raised my water bottle to him. Something tells me I don't have to fill you in on that part of it. I'm guessing things haven't changed that much. Stevie's laugh has always been too big for her slender frame. The force of her mirth knocked her backward against the refrigerator door. She slid down into a seated position and buried her forehead in her knees, not wanting to look at Dad's stupefied expression as it would only make her laugh harder. Allie was more discreet. She looked down at the counter and pressed her fist to her mouth, attempting to hide her smile and stifle her giggles. I didn't catch Mom's expression as I deemed it prudent to exit at this point. As I passed the kitchen window from outside, I heard Dad commence. That little... Just wait until he takes a turn down the aisle. I am going to laugh so hard. Oh, no, you're not, Mom said calmly. You're going to take him aside and give him a man-to-man talk on how to keep his new bride happy so that she will extend the McCord family line. Dad swallowed something and said, Yes, dear. I was on the phone with Lionel when Mom and Dad came in. Look, that sermon was the most inconsistent thing, I said. Dad's eyebrows went up. He attributed something to St. Peter that belonged to St. Paul. Dad and Mom exchanged a look. Now I know he's a crony of Uncle Steve's, and I'm not saying the Pope has to officiate, 
but we should have someone whose theology is at least somewhat sound. So see if you can talk your old man around. I took a drink of water while Lionel yammered on. Oh, he doesn't listen to you? I repeated incredulously, raising my eyebrows and grinning at Dad. Well, I don't know what to tell you, pal. That kind of thing never happens to me. Dad lunged at me and I dodged. Good thing it was a cell phone. I went into the other room, laughing. All right, all right, listen, I said, cutting through Lionel's anxieties like a knife. There's nothing to worry about. I re-entered the kitchen to find Stevie and Allison there. If you're pressed as an absolute last resort, tell Aunt Maureen that this is not how Grandpa would have wanted it. That should jumpstart her mojo enough to pull rank. I stared at the phone and then at my family. Wow, I said. It's like he didn't even want to consider a second option. I have to admit, you're a pretty good best man, Dad said grudgingly. Shane never did anything like that for me. He took a drink of water. Stupid Shane, he grumbled. So, Dad, is Jason the best best man? Stevie asked mischievously. Is Jason the best squared man? Allie asked. I reserve judgment until the toast, Dad said. The toast was actually not the most important part. We arrived at the church bright and early. Father Brown had been secured as the efficient. I sure was glad. It was good to have someone who hadn't been ordained on the internet. Katie and Aunt Maureen appeared to have had a tiff. They were both looking haughty and proud. Lionel, on the other hand, looked extremely tense. What's up? I asked him as soon as we could get a moment alone. He sighed. Usually the bride and groom dance the first dance, but Mom wants to lead off with me and then Katie with her dad and then the two of us. How come? I asked. It's not like Aunt Maureen to break with tradition. I don't know, Lionel shrugged. She's making a real thing about it. Katie's not happy and I don't blame her. It's just... He looked around and lowered his voice. I understand where Mom's coming from. It's the first wedding in our family. She suddenly doesn't want to let go. Says she can't believe it's all over so fast. I don't want her to feel like I'm abandoning her. I don't want to alienate her. She's still a big part of my life. Things haven't always been great between her and Dad. I hate the idea of her feeling lonely or neglected. He kind of sniffed here and then quickly cleared his throat. McCords don't cry, and I guess the Wilsons don't either. She's still got the girls, I pointed out. Sheila and Shelley, the twins, weren't married yet. Lionel lowered his voice even further. The girls took Katie's side. It didn't exactly cause a rift, but it kind of drove a wedge into today. He sighed. Poor guy. Seemed to be caught between a rock and a hard place. It's one dance on one day, Lionel said. I mean, we have the rest of our lives to dance together. Well, not if your mother has anything to say about it, I quipped and we laughed. What am I going to do? Lionel asked. Katie's really unhappy. Katie unhappy on the day she was entering our family? We couldn't have that. There would be plenty of time for that afterwards. Leave it to me, I said. I got Allison to run us home for a quick errand. We were back just in time for the wedding to start. I took my place beside Lionel. Where were you? he hissed. Molly nearly had a fit. Molly is Katie's mom. You'll see, I said. Just tell me you have the rings, he groaned. Right here, I patted my pocket. And don't groan so loud. This is theoretically the happiest day of your life. Seriously, it's all downhill from here, so just keep up the illusion. Lionel chuckled. Man, I wish Grandpa were here, he said. Yeah, me too. The wedding went off as planned. It was really the reception everyone was worried about, including me. 
I didn't know whether my idea would go off so great. At the reception, Aunt Maureen had it her way. I could tell Katie was unhappy, but she'd made her peace with it. The DJ kept it mercifully short, and then Katie had her dance with her father. They danced to the song, My Heart Belongs to Daddy. It was kind of touching at the end when Katie's old man didn't seem to want to let her go, even though the song had ended. He'd had no trouble at the altar, but on the dance floor, he was mush, and Mrs. Molly had to pull him away. It was time for the bride and groom's dance. The DJ asked all the guests to move outside. Everyone looked really puzzled. Katie cast a glance at Lionel, and he just shrugged. I don't normally like being the center of attention, but it was Lionel's day. I was best man, and I had a feeling this might work. I plugged in my Telecaster, which is actually Dad's old Telecaster, and played the opening chords of Summer of 69 by Brian Adams, which was the first song Katie and Lionel had danced to. Well, Katie's eyes simply lit up with joy. She was just one big happy smile, and then she started dancing all on her own, not even in a romantic way with Lionel. Careless of her enormous wedding dress and all her regalia, just as if she were back at the 4th of July picnic on the mall where she and Lionel had their first date. I suspect Lionel's reaction was one of unmixed relief rather than joy. He was glad to see his bride happy and that was what prompted him to dance with her. Things got a little crazy after that. I suppose this song has a lot of meaning for a lot of people. Everyone. McCords, Wilsons, Phippses, and the people who married them, started dancing up a storm. They demanded encores. This was not something I was expecting, having thought we would just go back inside after Katie and Lionel had their monumental first dance. I did a couple of sets, and then Allison came up on stage with me and sang. We were able to pad out the reception that way. She's a pretty good singer. We posed for photos after that. There was one with all the cousins. Sheila, Shelley, Stevie, Allison, me, Lionel, Katie, and her siblings. I am as tall as Lionel now, having spent a lifetime trying to catch up, and the photographer had us pose for a ton of best man and groom shots, saying the effect was really good. He didn't have to entreat me to smile the way most photographers do. I think Grandpa would have liked it. Things got a little crazy after that. I suppose this song has a lot of meaning for a lot of people. Everyone, McCords, Wilsons, Phippses, and the people who married them, started dancing up a storm. They demanded encores. This was not something I was expecting, having thought we would just go back inside after Katie and Lionel had their monumental first dance. I did a couple of sets, and then Allison came up on stage with me and sang. We were able to pad out the reception that way. She's a pretty good singer. We posed for photos after that. There was one with all the cousins. Sheila, Shelley, Stevie, Allison, me, Lionel, and Katie. I am as tall as Lionel now, having spent a lifetime trying to catch up, and the photographer had us pose for a ton of best man and groom shots, saying the effect was really good. He didn't have to entreat me to smile the way most photographers do. I think Grandpa would have liked it. They had a formal indoor lunch planned, but it somehow transformed into an outdoor buffet with everyone wandering all over the country club lawn, mingling. I don't know how Aunt Maureen, Mrs. Molly, or the country club staff felt about this, but Katie was elated and that was all that mattered to Lionel. Well, I guess things turned out all right, I said to Katie when I had a moment alone with the bride and groom. Oh, Jason, you made it so perfect, she squealed, and without warning, flung her arms around me and gave me a huge kiss on the cheek. I mean, huge. She left lipstick marks. 
Thanks, I said, emerging kind of bewildered and dazed from her cousinly embrace. I mean, no problem. The look on Lionel's face was priceless. It was one-tenth, I'm glad she's getting along with some members of my family, and nine-tenths, get your own, will ya? She is officially off the market. It's gonna be fun having Katie a part of our family. It's also a good thing I didn't play Jessie's girl.